Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hello, Ash. Hello, Greg. Greg. How are you Greg, doing? Greg, I'm good. Very good. good. Very, very good. Yeah, so this is another episode where we're sort of doing it midweek. Yep. Because of some sort of a breaking, breaking or an interesting topic that's come out today. Just developing, yeah, kind of. So, like we did with the David Grush stuff, before we'd jump on. Mm, it's super interesting, and there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about, so this could be yeah. a long episode. And I I think the word you used was insane. Mm. I was starting to read it, and, and even when I Googled some stuff about it, people were just like, this is crazy, insane detail. And mm. So what is it then? <laughs> I don't even know how to start. So basically, yesterday, which... Is the uh what would have been the July the fifth. Uh basically a post appeared on Reddit. Yeah. On the uh aliens subreddit on Reddit. And <laughs> basically there's a guy. Well, I'm gonna use he as but well, I don't think he ever actually says if it's a man or woman or whatever. No. Uh, but we'll use he just for ease. Um and he Claims as the Reddit thread starts, having started with the Reddit thread, that from the late 2000s to the mid 2010s, he worked as a molecular biologist for a national security contractor in a program to study what he calls exobiospheric organisms, which gets shortened to EBO. Um, we're going to cover it all in much more detail but basically what we're going to be talking about and what he talks about is basically working with alien bodies is the gist of it yeah yeah <laughs> and um, as you'll find out it's a slightly more detailed version coming up very very detailed yeah um, there's a lot of this stuff and anyone's listened to our UAP round tables when we sort of talk about these stories that come out these anonymous sources Take a lot of it with a lot of salt, not in a pinch of salt. Take it with a lot of salt. I'm very cynical. Uh, a lot really? of stuff we come to talk about doesn't grab me interest at all. I just think, yeah, it's another anonymous Reddit source or Twitter person that's just randomly popped up and started saying stuff and no, nothing to back it up. But this guy, there's just something about it. And we'll, like I say, we're going into much more detail, but this one. Basically, all day I've been <laughs> deep in digging into this. I was at work trying to dig it all. I got home. I've just been spending hours doing a bit of digging. Uh, getting it all written up and sort of easy to understand. Because like we said, it's very, very... There's a lot of information. It's a hell of a lot of information. And it's very, very technical. And it's very hard to understand. Um, so I've sort of done it to try and break it down. So it's just a bit easier to actually understand what this guy's claiming. Yeah, interestingly, he does 
put it into sort of sections, which helps. But then you sort of get halfway through. Mm. And when he talks about some of the stuff that we're coming to, I, I literally didn't have a clue what he was saying. Mm. And as I'd gone on to other uh, Googled bits and other people are like, amazing, but I don't really understand a lot of it, but it was amazing. Yeah, it's it's super weird, and it's like you say, it's super detailed. Technical language is what appears to be on point, mm, definitely. And it's such a long post that uh, I don't know if a hoaxer, obviously, like you said, take that salt. Um. That's quite uh, one other comment I read online was that's a lot of information for a hoaxer to put out just on like a one, mm. one long um, post on Reddit. Yeah, and in addition to that, which we'll we'll talk about all these points in a lot more detail, but there's a lot of obviously a lot of comments on the post and lots of people asking questions. A lot of people who are in this field, in the sort of biology genetics field. We can tell from the questions they're asking him like that they know what they're talking about. It's like the people asking five questions of him, ten questions of him in one post, and he's just responded to him like fast and with very detailed answers. And it's like hoaxer isn't going to be doing that. So the guy, one hundred percent, knows what he's talking about in terms of biology, genetics. So that side of it, when we come on to him. Is legit. There's no question there for me. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the the claims making. Obviously, that's the well. Obviously, a dubious bit because I mean, it's saying he's working on alien bodies on behalf of the government contractor, and this is beyond crash retrieval. Is what we talked about recently. This is far beyond that, and the implications of this being true. I mean, obviously, we've been talked about quite a lot of hmm. we've got bodies retrieved as well as part of crash retrievals. This guy with the information he's given about working on multiple. Alien body is in this lab. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in. It's insane. And just as a slight side note, that the the artwork for this episode, ha, we basically put through the description that this redditor mm. done put it through um, Night Cafe, which is um, an AI art generator thing that I've used for a long time now. And that has generated this image based on some of the description that this this guy has given. So, and it kind of looks like how I pictured it as well. So, just just as a slight side note, yeah. So I guess so. I thought we'd start on the um, the the basically the company he said he worked for, which was the. Laidos or Lidos Biomedical Research Lab at the Frederick National Lab at Fort Detrick in Maryland in the USA. Yeah. So having done a bit of digging on that company, um they Lidos Biomedical Lab uh, research specialise in genomics, protrionomics and genetics. They have contractors in defense, intelligence, homeland security, and biomedical genetics. This is obviously fact. It's from their own website. Mm-hmm. 
so obviously they got these they have got these contracts. They are in this field. So if there was going to be a company that might be contracted by the US government or military to work on these bodies, because we know the contracts are like the Bigelow, um, Lockheed, all these yep. places with this Southampton South Grass Retrieval, it's not like the government doing it, they contract it out. Yeah. And if you're going to contract out ET bodies, this sounds like it could be a contender for a company that they would use. Yeah, it sounds... Yeah, that's right up their alley, basically, isn't it? And I know this guy does state that it's in the basement of one of these buildings. Mm. So it is away from the other workers, but it is in this facility that exists. So, And the lab does do, obviously, real other normal lab. Where, but there's Shit. this sort of yeah. secret bit, they call it clandestine operations in like this yeah. part of the basement and the sort of the health. Like I say, when we come on some of this stuff, like I say, it's very, very technical, so it's kind of, it might be wrong in describing yeah. some of it because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about in half of this stuff. I'm trying to sort of interpret <laughs> it, but like the health hazards they have is like more in this area than it is mm-hmm. in the rest of the lab. Yeah. We have to go through like, different parts to get into it and it's all like in freezers and stuff and all very very it was interesting yeah because he was saying that there was no janitors working in there Mm. there was no cleaners as such no outside kind of help yeah you would normally find in an office yeah yeah um that the scientists working on there had to do all of that themselves and all the well i mean we'll come on to that but it it seemed like it it was just in this normal building but nobody apart from them was was sort of there and they had to do everything and that sort of little detail is until i read that bit i hadn't even thought like in any sort of thing like this like yeah with, with craft trail and stuff like like say the cleaners the handymen the janitors you don't even think about these random people that might work there. No. That, like, do they see this stuff? And he's, he mentioned it like that there was no janitors. The scientists had to clean it all. Obviously, less people involved, the better. Mm. Less people involved, obviously, their contracts and NDAs and stuff Yeah, working there. So that was a slightly interesting point that maybe not a yeah. lot of people actually think about in this. In and this it, it, it was interesting because that when I read that, I was like, ah, yeah, that's. Hadn't really thought about it before, but it makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you want should we cover off how how this guy got to because he puts a bit of information on it. Do should we talk about how he yeah. got to work there? Because that's quite an interesting sort of journey for him as well. But mm. so he got his PhD. Yep. Uh, in molecular, there's going to be lots of words throughout this that I've got no idea how to pronounce. <laughs> uh, molecular biology, and he was at a con- he was presenting his PhD research at a conference. Yeah, and one of the senior scientists in this department or whatever basically approached him and basically sort of got himself to an interview or numerous interviews that. The guy went on. Yeah. That's it. He's like, there were sort of, I think it was four four interviews, was it? 
three or four, yeah. Yeah, and it was all like one. Each one was slightly less about his science background as he got further through, mm. uh, and he he kind of he says that like the first interview, this guy who contacted him. He was like, I don't even think that my presentation was very good. And it didn't appear that the content of that was what they were after. So, and again, it kind of, it's almost a bit, almost a bit sort of of an X-File-y type journey. Mm. It's sort of like, I think he mentions the word, it was a stroke of luck. I think that he managed to to get all these interviews. And then it, like the fourth interview was with, solicitors or lawyers signing an NDA for non-disclosure agreement and the lawyer pointing out exactly the NDA and what it meant and what would happen if what would happen if you do this yeah which you have I had visions of like this lawyer basically saying you will go missing (laughs) essentially the desert's a big place (laughs) yeah but that was the kind of impression that i got from reading that that there was it was quite a big emphasis on this nda which you would expect they want it to be watertight and if you start blabbing that's when shit hits the fan basically and these kind of people if it's a clandestine operation and these sort of old school programs they don't fuck about you will have a car accident. You will get suicided and they will unalive you somehow. Yeah. And you'll be made to look like you did it. That's how that's how they work, basically. Mm, that's that why a- I, I think some people in the comments mentioned it. Like, if you've got a leak, like maybe information that he's leaked, which when they feed people information so that if it gets leaked, they know exactly who has leaked yeah. it and doing it anonymously no one knows this guy's real name whereas in the likes of david grush we know him we know his face now if something happened to him now it would raise a lot of questions and red flags yeah whereas this guy now might despair of reddit no one knows who he is and never hear him again he could have just been unalived already yeah and no one will ever know yeah and that that was just going on to David Grush, that was actually quite an uninspired move from him. You go fully public to that level, and like you say, if anything was to happen to him or his family, which I'm sure there was pressure, then it's very dodgy. Yeah. Interestingly, the Redditor, or this person who posted, has now deleted their Reddit account. After, so it's very weird. So I didn't see all all this bit unfold, but uh, where he, he got suspended by Reddit itself. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, see that. Apparently, so I was reading comments and the moderators and the admin of that subreddit were commenting because he, he put a comment on the main post saying it had comments deleted. So that, yeah. I don't yep. know why, but then the moderators come on and said, no one deleted your comments. None of us, and we can see the activity or whatever, and no one deleted any of your comments then got shadow banned and his account suspended twice throughout the day but he was still able to message the admin team because they were sort of getting in touch with him 
and then his account's not been deleted. It's weird. Well, and they and they've said that he wasn't them. They've not done anything to his account, but his account's been affected in that yeah. subreddit and on Reddit itself. And the admins said they even tried to reach out to him to get some kind of verification, mm. and that there was no verification coming. So that <clears throat> that either lends itself to more sort of BS. Or I don't know. It goes the other way because it's, it's kind of like if they're claiming that they didn't shadow ban him, they didn't delete his account or anything like that. Somebody is. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't give verification to moderators of a subreddit. You know Back what I mean? In who, no way. Who are these? I don't know these people. He just chose that subreddit because it's a popular subreddit. It's an alien subreddit. He said he rather did it on aliens one rather than UFO one because. It, it is aliens rather than yeah, UFOs, it, which are yeah, two separate things. He doesn't really mention, well, he doesn't mention UFOs at all, does he? No, it's he just, just talks. These, these bodies that are yeah. worked on. It's, yeah, it's it's very intriguing. I do, I do like it. And a bit I more just like about it. him, like we say, to me, there's no doubt over his credentials, educationally wise, uh, the language, yep. the detail. The different links between different parts that he posts about. Yeah, he had that PhD. He definitely works in that field. Um, and he, he talks about. We go into this in a bit, but he talks about like he saw reports, memos, presentations, operating procedures, all relating to the biology of EBOs. And what was really interesting on this bit was that there are a few of these reports dealt with like the food and the religion of these creatures, these aliens, which is just mad. <laughs> like that they have reports on, on like how they live, which is mm. just beyond we've got a body. It's yeah. we actually know about their religion and culture, which is another that's another what the fuck step. Yeah, but it's that's that's way out there compared to what's sort of going on at the moment. So he he gets the the job. He signs this NDA, uh, and then he he starts working there. What I wanted to discuss before we move on uh, is the actual term um, exobiospheric organism or EBO. I've never heard that before. I haven't. I googled it. Yep. What did you find? There's nothing. No, nothing. No. The only thing that I found was people post. talking about this bloody Reddit post. Yeah. Which, that's clever. Because in the post, he says it's a historical term as well. And it's not sort of what it's about, but because it's a historical term for it, they, they use it. But you would think if it's a historical term, it would be on Google somewhere. Um, I don't know. I This kind of reminds me of UAP, because in the last few years, hmm. it's been the term, because, oh, the new term, but it's actually been used since the 50s, the term UAP. It's only sort of come to light recently, and the world more been used it in more official documents and stuff. Yeah. But it has been around since the 50s. And it's just a term that, Maybe only very few people have worked on this stuff. So we might have seen reports 
using the term going back to decades, but yeah, if these land have been leaked, it has been kept that secret. There's probably lots of acronyms. We know America loves its acronyms. Yeah. So there's probably dozens and dozens of different ones that we've never heard of. And like I say, I couldn't find anything. Um, nope. I find that NASA has an exobiology program, uh, which aims to understand the origin, evolution, distribution, and future of life and universe. So that was the sort of closest any yeah. sort of reference uh, I could find. Because like the exo yeah. means just outside, basically. Um, biospheric, the biosphere is basically contains every, the earth is a biosphere, contains yeah. life, and organism is a creature. So this EBO is basically saying it's a living thing from outside of earth. Yeah. Basically what that that's sort of what, yeah. phrase means is what it's which, saying. Which, <clears throat> yeah, is interesting because that throws up a whole different thing because when we first started doing the podcast and we were talking about um what some people you've got ebes which people talk about as an alien form and the fact that i thought aliens came from out there i say out there out of planet earth in Mm. space somewhere and then as we've gone on our journey the last couple of years i'm thinking well maybe it's not maybe they're here and it's interdimensional and i know that's a thing at the moment people talking interdimensional but for them to go back to to this post and he's saying like exobiospheric organism which again like you just said talks about it being outside of earth Mm. that suggests that it is off world off planet and it's not from here not even different dimension. It's just not from here. Yeah, fills it wide open again. <clears throat> it does. It does. Interesting thing where you talked about EBOs and what it stood for, and the fact that we both couldn't find anything for it on the internet. He mentions the fact that there is no internet access in the lab. Only the senior scientists and I think the director the program has got internet access when they're there and the only access they've got to online is through like the intranet like the company's internal internet Mm. which all companies have an intranet as such where they keep their own stuff and it's not connected to the outside world as such so that was another little detail which i thought was quite nice because it ticks the why aren't people search criteria being sort of you'd think people mm. go online in lunch and yeah, facebook yeah. checking in a clandestine ebo lab <laughs> you think they'd be probably not phone signal down there either the... that's it and again great great way of doing it because you're in a basement you can cut off signal quite easily mm. again a small detail but actually a very good detail. Yeah, for sure. So, shall we move on to the actual EVOs? Yeah, so um, just just one very brief step back backwards. Mm. He was saying that his first few weeks in the job that he really enjoyed and they were very memorable because like you pointed out a bit earlier that he was taught he was able to read documents, see presentations. 
um, all these manuals on stuff. And he, he spent a lot of time reading that during the first few weeks, um, which is interesting because it got kind of like an induction program into this is what you're going to be dealing with. And I'm not being funny, but if I sat there and they go, right, okay, first down the job, welcome to the company, tour of the site, you know, the, the normal stuff, health and safety briefing, whatever. So you're going to meet your team lead or your senior scientist that you're going to speak to and, and be part of this group. But first of all, we want you to just have a read through of this material. And you sit down, you open this book, and there's this picture of this fucking alien going, <laughs> this is what we're working on. This is the program. This is what what our goal is. Because essentially, they must have some kind of goal, and they must have said, this is what we're trying to achieve. This is the aim of the program. You're in on it. You can't discuss it with anybody. And chances are, if you did discuss it with somebody, they wouldn't believe you anyway, because it is quite a, a far-out kind of job to have mm. but imagine that the first few weeks on a job you're reading this information and your head must just go and you just go home every night just tired because your just mind has been open to this world that potentially you'd never even thought about before mm. like, it is like especially where it's coming from you must like it I mean it is life-changing it is world-changing mm. Supposedly, sort of yeah. do that, sort of saying like, "This is this is it." See how they react. See how they kind of process information yeah. and how they sort of start behaving and stuff. Because it could totally fuck people up. Yeah, you know, le- learning this. Can you imagine? You're reading that. You either think it's some big joke and what's going on, and then you're more you're reading into it. It's like this ain't no joke. And looking they, for the I cameras, bet, like, looking for yeah. the <laughs> And I bet they must follow these people home. They must tap their phones or something or monitor their internet traffic for those first few weeks to basically find out if they've got loose lips. Because as they say, loose lips, loose lips sinks ships. That's the, that's the Mm. old saying that people start blabbing and that's when you give away stuff that they probably don't want you to give away. So it must be a very weird first few weeks on the job because you're just like, the fuck is all this? What what have I let myself into? So I'm wondering where in the, the interview chain are you actually told what you're going to do? It's probably once you've signed that NDA, that's when they tell you. Mm. It's a bit like a men in black type job interview. I know, not quite <laughs> that Hollywood, but it must be weird. Because you're going for these jobs, and I wonder what they're telling you you're going to be doing for you to go through a series of interviews. Mm. And like, I wonder what the colleague is like. Like, oh, the new guy. Here's, here's the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's really fuck him up. Put put one on and go like, oh, around the that, corner like that, a mannequin. That, that same Independence Day when... Um, President Bill Pullman's goes into the, like, the hangar and you have like the, the bodies and the shoes and stuff. He's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, I want to see kind him. of, kind of think how, I mean, he does describe how they, they're stored, but I, I don't know how your brain comprehends that kind of 
essentially it it will change everything that you've ever been taught really everything mm. that your life has been up to that point changes from there on your home life might stay the same but you won't because you've just learned something that only a handful of people globally know about really mm. for reasons that of national and world security and it must it must be it must change you it can't not change you and i think like even after reading the reports and looking at the pictures possibly and presentations and stuff i don't think anything can still prepare you for like seeing it no laid out in front of you on a table exactly actually they weren't it wasn't a prank this is this is real it seemed like a good idea at the time. And then you go, ah. I know we're making a bit a bit of light about it, but it must be these this process going through your head. It it can't be anything other than that. I, I I would defy any human to not reevaluate everything at that point. And he was still quite fresh at university. Like yeah. He doesn't go into detail about his age or what sort of schools he went to or anything like that. Mm. Obviously, identifying reasons, but it's like he'd only recently graduated. He's only on his PhD and then got kind of introduced or whatever, took on for this. I was thinking, but you know, is this what all scientists do? Yeah. Like, that was my first job out of, out of yeah. university. And it's this. But it. it, it... <laughs> I don't even know how you, like I say, I don't know how you'd process it. Once nothing, you, nothing would compare either, like afterwards. What other job would like, no. be like that? Yeah. So I just wanted to cover that off because I think we talk about people working on these projects, but we we haven't discussed how they really get into I know a lot of them go through the military and stuff like that, but we haven't had an opportunity where somebody said, I've had these job interviews, blah, blah, blah. So I think it was an important point to... And actually, on continuing on that point is kind of why is leaking or telling the world, basically, yep. about his information. Uh, yep. And in his words, yep. he says he's disclosing the information uh, because he believes that every human has the right to know the truth and that to progress human... And to progress, humanity needs to divest itself of certain institutions and organizations that will probably not survive these revelations in the long term. Yeah. So take from that what you will. Uh, but for me, I think he's talking about like religion, religious organizations, some governments, yeah. and stuff like that. When he says so, certain organizations and institutions, which basically controlled the planet for the past thousand yeah. years. Yeah. Aren't gonna like I said in his words, aren't gonna survive once all this is all known in fact. <laughs> That's it. It's church and religion. And I think some of the three letter agencies that are around now might might not be around. But yeah, that's that is a good point. He also mentions about small leaks. Um what was his words? He said small leaks are necessary to break the dam of misinformation on this subject which I thought was quite a nice way of saying it. If loads of people do lots of little holes in the, the story, then that dam's mm. going to break. So, 
But yeah, it was, it was interest, interesting choice of words he uses about divesting itself, which is words I've never even heard of. He uses a lot of words I've never heard of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, with my GCSEs and that's it. So, it, yeah, interesting word, very well articulated, very well written, which a hoaxer probably just comes out and tells a story and it's, it's not too fussed about language. But a lot of time has been used to construct the sentences in a very nice way. And he's probably been thinking about it for a long time. Um, yeah. He's probably gone over and over that. He probably had that post written for like months and just yeah. keep changing the things to it and going over it before he actually hit the like, post button on Reddit, knowing yeah. that his life could change like, as soon as he <laughs> submits that thing to yeah. Reddit, of all places. <laughs> And for those that don't know, Reddit is uh, like an online, I want to say social media platform. It's it's kind of a weird social media platform. Like a, like, kind of like a forum, like the old message it, boards. It is like an old message board thing with every kind of subject and every kind of sub-Reddit or sub-genre that you can think of. There is a subject on Reddit about that weird subject. Yeah. anything i mean it's a fascinating place it's very wild um it's almost like the forum version of twitter sometimes it is a bit wild there's a lot of people making a lot of very dark humor jokes and comments (laughs) it is if you go into it it's very anonymous as such and there's not much moderation. Some of the no. like, specific subreddits have moderators and rules and stuff, but in general, yeah. like you can post whatever the fuck you want on there. Yeah, which makes it interesting. At the same time, as it's quite a, a crazy place. So, I, I I do like Reddit at times. There's some very interesting red uh, subreddits and whatnot. Some funny ones. It's light-hearted stuff. Everything, everything in between. So, just to give everybody that doesn't know what Reddit is, a, a very high level overview. And there's even a subreddit called "There's a Reddit for That," where if you don't know where to find something, just literally say, "I'm looking for this," and then someone will send it in the right direction to a subreddit for that particular topic or conversation yeah. that you want to read about. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. A lot of the stories that you see online have come from Reddit first. Mm. A lot of newspaper, Daily Mail, fucking rips Reddit stories off like no one's business. It's always, a Redditor said this, a Redditor said this. So if you've not experienced Reddit, have a little look. It is it's a great place. It is, most of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Let's yep. get to the, the bodies, I guess. The yeah. actual alien bodies. So he claims to have worked on these EBOs, uh-huh. which he says are anatomically very similar to the grey, the typical grey alien that has obviously been part of UFO world for a long time. Yep. Basically very similar to the classic uh, grey. The height is about 150 centimetres. Two arms, two legs, and the head. 
So 150 centimeters is about four foot mm. something. It's like a bit I smaller think. than an average human, isn't it? Really? Yeah, four and a half foot, something like that. Yeah, a, a, a taller child, but mm. a lot of the story of Grey's is like a tall child yeah. type height. Yeah, um, I like say the four to five foot type. Um, yeah, height. They have a grey skin. Again, the grey. Uh, which is, in fact, a biosynthetic film which likely serves to protect the creature from a hostile environment and adequate protection against the passage of liquid. So instead of it being a skin, it's like a film, which is quite interesting. Yeah. I've read that before. don't know where, but it did strike some sort of distant memory in me. Yeah, I've read somewhere that it's, a, it's a, like a suit. That isn't their skin. That is a suit that they wear, a bio suit type thing. Mm. And under this film, the epidermis is rather white, and the texture is very regular and without any hair. Again, very similar description to UFOs. We do not see any defect other than the folds near the joints. And reports that he, so some of the reports you mentioned that he'd read stated that a strong lingering smell of burnt hair and ammonia. Is present when the film is removed from the body. Interesting. We've heard that. Yeah. We've heard that. The Virginia case. Yeah. They were talking about that kind of strong odor. It is, yeah, it's something that that comes up a lot. And the very interesting part, which I'll come on to it in a little bit, is that there are a lot of pores on the skin. And these glands and pores are the terminal part of the excretory pseudoriferous system. I'm glad you said that because I, <laughs> I couldn't even read it, let alone say it. At first time I tried to pronounce it out loud. But I think <laughs> the first part of that is the main bit, excretory, mm. basically excretion. Mm. Yep. Um, so the pause are responsible for the excretion, uh, which could explain the smell. But like I say, yep. we'll come on to sort of this side of it after we talk, talk about the description. Yep. Of the actual body. So the head contains two large, oversized eyes. Standard. Two nostrils without protuberance. Again, just like slits rather than actually outward nose. Yep. A narrow mouth without lips, teeth, or tongue. And two ear canals without auricles. So just basically holes rather than. Yeah. Ears. The mouth feeds directly to the esophagus and the nasal cavity straight to the trachea. Like the skin, the eyes are covered with a semi-transparent biosynthetic film that offers the same protection, whilst also providing protection against certain wavelengths and light intensity. When the film is removed, a more traditional eye is revealed, which is about three times larger than the human eye, and there are no eyelids. The size of their eyes suggests they have excellent night vision. Okay. Again, that's not something I've I've not really heard that. No. That they have night vision. I guess, I mean, how would we know if we've been abducted or whatever, or visited that they have night vision? Which explains that film over the eyes, because if they're operating in the daytime or in a lighter environment, that that is like a UV filter, and, I mm, suppose. Because yeah. that, would, that would make sense why when you're peeling it back, the, there's a more traditional eye behind it. It's more like a... 
if you've got a big eye like that with no eyelids, how do you protect yourself from the the light? Because you, mm. you think in the sun, that's a, quite an intense thing, especially if you're probably more set up to a lower light environment. So just a so they wear shades, basically. Yeah, and maybe they, and they can control that cover and take it off at night and like stuff or whatever. They have a process, like a muscle yeah. or something to move protection yeah on the eye the brain is composed of four major sections with the volume of the brain around 20 percent greater than that of a man of the same height so bigger brain bigger head yeah. more intelligence yeah should be more intelligent likely yeah yeah the neck is proportionally longer than that of a human and at the same time relatively thin and there are no vocal cords so we don't think they have a way to speak out loud anyway. The ribs and sternum are clearly visible and there are no nipples. The abdomen is wider than the thorax and bulges slightly forward. There is no navel, nor are there any genitals or anus. So no reproductive wow. system either. Again, a very common trope of... Features. Their hands are four digits, including opposable thumb. Yep. They have no nails, and the texture of their fingerprints is composed of concentric circles. Fingers are proportionally much longer than in humans, as are the feet, which are relatively longer and more narrower. And at first glance, they said that the feet thought they had just two digits, but a necropathy soon determined that each toe was made of two fused digits. Okay. Two Big toes made of yeah. two little toes. together. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Again, detail about fingerprints. Like so. Yeah. There's a lot of little details. Yeah. The it goes through my head straight away oh. when you were describing that. Paul. And his body and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting that. The you, your image of what he's saying, sort of, you can I can imagine exactly what he's describing. He describes it so well. And like I'm, you mentioned, and down I'm to the fingerprints stuff. I'm missing yeah, out yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, just to make it not too much information overload, and just be able to describe it easier than. Yeah. And each one of these sections was like a big paragraph on the post. Yeah, just yeah, summarizing yeah. the main kind of features, so you can like what? say like you can picture it. We'll also put a link to the Reddit yeah, up there as well, just so people can read the whole thing, because it is fascinating. Yeah. The exoskeleton, no, not the exoskeleton, the endoskeleton, very similar to ours. Yep. And there's collagen, hydrooxapatite, but also copper oxide crystals, instead of where you'd usually find bone marrow. So there's like copper crystals inside the yeah. bones. And the role of the these crystals has not been found out, basically. Yeah. Was, one of the questions, the answers, is about the copper. They say in the high copper level, both in the bones and in the blood, which I come on to, is high. Like it would be very dangerous. Like basically human won't survive it. So how do they kind of deal with having this high copper? Basically, like we don't really know. We think a lot of the, the the sort of excrement side of it 
man- managed to control it. But again, it's copper in in the blood and bone, which is weird. Uh, like I said, the information the source gives is much more detailed with many words I've not even seen before. <laughs> I'm not going to try and attempt to read or understand half of the words uh, he talks about. Uh, but I want to talk about the one of the more interesting parts of it. I mean, it's all fascinating. It's all, like I said, the amount of details and saying things you wouldn't really consider. And if a hoaxer's going to this sort of detail, he's got a hell of an imagination if he's thinking up all this off the, off yeah. the cuff or you know, he's thought about it for a long time. It's a lot, very, very creative person if there's some out of detail. 100%. Uh, one of my interesting points is that there's no genitals or anus get rid of waste. And like I say, they have count basically thousands of these pores all over the skin. There's a large medial organ called the hepaterrenal organ. It acts the same as skin in the liver, basically process the waste. And then this waste is pushed through a different part of the body. Then it's sent towards the four limbs, the arms and the legs. And then the end of it is where it comes out through the skin. That's fucked up. Basically, it's <laughs> absolutely insane. It's like a horror film, isn't it? Hmm. So you don't poo, it just comes out your skin. But weirdly, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Like, from a person that knows absolutely nothing about biology or chemistry, from what you've just said there, that actually doesn't sound weird. It sounds like, actually, yeah, that that probably is how it works. Do you think I when we, we sweat as humans, in one, it's a way to cool down. Yep. body's cooling itself down, but you also are getting rid of impurities and stuff yeah. in yeah. the skin and anybody. So it's technically, it's the same sort of process. Except but he's just, just shitting out of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's no uh, urea cycle, yep. which means that the ammonia concentration is very high. Which is where that probably that smell comes from. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and John Lair, he... It's someone that in the past mentioned that basically the aliens that he talked about excrete waste through the skin. So it's something that has been mentioned. Uh, John Lear, who used to talk about the door space battle. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of stuff about abductions and government cover-up and stuff. He's quite controversial. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> to say the least. Um, so the respiratory soil system is equivalent to ours, where they need to oxidize organic com- components to produce energy. Their lungs have no reciprocating action that we breathe in and breathe out. Rather, they have a unidirectional flow of air similar to those seen in birds, which is more efficient than ours. So maybe built a bit better uh, than us. They have a heart with two ventricles and two arteries with aortas, veins, and arteries yeah and talking to the blood again very similar to humans but with a much higher proportion of plasma and metal ion levels such as copper and due to the amount of sort of metal in there it's more brownish yeah and it's not again not clear what the copper what role the copper play in the bones in the blood but it could be that it neutralizes ammonia among other things yeah there's no true stomach and it's strongly believed that the EBOs can only consume food in liquid form. Like they have no teeth or proper, so they can't chew food. They've got no proper digestive system. 
It's mm. kind of like they, if they drink this liquid, it goes into the, like a pools in the body a bit, and then gets processed and then put back out of the skin. Uh, yeah, a waste. <laughs> and I bet their body is more efficient at processing waste than we are. We're pretty crap at it. Really? For want of a bad phrase, <laughs> but we're quite, we can be quite inefficient, and we we produce a lot of waste, mm. don't we? And probably these things are, are better at metabolizing than we are. I imagine because if you're at that advanced sort of level of your body and brain and stuff like that, you've probably evolved to a point where that's you are better at it, which would make sense. Mm. I think like the food side of it, like they evolved to a point where they don't need food. Yeah, like by food, it's just that, that stopping to make a meal, eating just slows you down. Yeah, whereas that time could be better used doing something more productive and that. You say you don't have like taste buds or anything to so it's just basically they use it as a necessity rather than yeah like something they want it's something they just need so it's just get this liquid down yeah and that's what that's all you need to basically for your body to they run. just yeah they just have the nutrients required and that's it mm. yeah but given this strict limitations on the type of food they can they can have it says that it's unlikely that this type of creature could survive in our biosphere on Earth without technological support. Okay. So he must have something in their suit or whatever yeah. to help him basically live on our, well, on our, on our planet. So <laughs> it's a sizable nutshell, but that's the <laughs> gist of the bodies yeah. that he describes in this thingy. So before we go into a bit more detail, what's, what do you make of that? What was your first thoughts on reading it as well? First thoughts on reading it was that it's highly detailed, highly technical. And the thing is, it sounds like I would ex- it doesn't sound too made up, if that makes sense. Mm. It's believable. And like I just mentioned, without without having any kind of science or biological background myself, I know it's hard to believe, but I just think the way he describes how the body functions suggests that that's how it is. It comes across very legit to me. Again, Mm. who knows? But from what we're saying about the the pores on the skin and the excretions and the ammonia smells and all that kind of stuff. That kind of like, you know what, I hadn't really thought about why they smell weird. People like the Virginia case is the classic because they talk about this horrible sort of smell. And yeah, that, and if you're wrapped, you get your arms wrapped around or you wrap around one of these aliens, like, one of the people did, and you got all this weird slime and stuff on on you, and you become ill. And he died. Yeah, he did uh, die. As well, it's severe sepsis that killed him. Yeah, and if he I did have basically that creature's waste. Yeah, and that's essentially like causing an infection. Yeah, sort of essentially like poison to your body because, mm. and that kind, 
it, it kind of makes sense. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it makes sense. You go, actually, that that's not too weird. So my, my, things, if, if you've got an alien, like say so you you wrap your arms around it and it's got a weird slime or whatever, you might just think, oh, that's just its skin. We don't know what it is. It's greasy. But say that that is actually its waste. That's its shit, basically. You rub yeah. it all over yourself. And that caused him to get ill. I mean, it would do. Yeah, because he mentions it's like a greasy film over the the the, the outer exo skin or whatever we're going to call it. Mm. Yeah, I I I mean, if you read that in a science journal, I would think that was genuine. Mm. It just describes it to a T, and it describes it. And makes a lot of sense about all the stuff that I hadn't probably thought about, but now it's been said, I kind of go, yeah, that that seems right. You haven't mm. got a tongue, you haven't got teeth, you probably do ingest some kind of liquid instead of anything else. You excrete stuff through your, your pores, and because we is basically ammonia and all the, the other bits, and water and that, that's why he, it smells a lot. It, it it makes sense. What do you, what do you think? Because I was reading it, I was thinking. First of all, the the language and the the technical knowledge coming in, I was thinking, okay, now it's a lot of info that I don't understand. But the bits I did understand did make a lot of sense. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's lots of nuances that we're not talking about. We just yeah, physically couldn't. Uh, <laughs> not without making this four hours long. Yeah, not making yeah. a Joe Rogan episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I say, even going back to like not having janitors in in the labs or cleaners, again, you not something you thought about, but it just makes sense why they wouldn't have like yeah. a random cleaner with no credentials <laughs> yeah. or anything. To, I doubt cleaners can take a job on where they have to sign NDAs and all this stuff. It's a bit no, that's paying them a hell of a lot just to be cleaner, but um, not just be cleaner, but like for yeah, a job and a lot of cleaners be a lot easier than I mean to think. You just think, nah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not into this. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm usually pretty skeptical, usually pretty cynical. But this one has really, really been fascinating to read. I'm really into it. I was like, yeah, this, let's do an episode tonight. Let's just talk about this because it's absolutely mental. I really enjoyed getting whatever comes out of it, whether yeah, true or not. It's been fascinating. It's fascinating. One bit that we haven't mentioned yet, and I said to you off off air, there's three words that yes, I really found interesting. Apart from the exobiospheric organism, again, that's, that's there was three words that stood out for me, and then it, I'll tell you what they are: fetal bovine serum. Yes. Now bovine cow it's cow yeah and I, I i can't even do justice to what he talks about but basically um they've got a development of an ebo cell line named epig 11 derived from epithelial tissues has led to the ability to transfect and overexpress proteins of interest don't really know what that means no. But it says that this EPI-G11 enters a phase of exponential growth when exposed to fetal bovine system serum, sorry, which 
All I could think about when I read that was cattle mutilations. Yeah. And I know it's something we're going to be talking about in a future episode because we've we've been discussing it and, and whatnot, and we've discussed it many times. Cattle mutilations is very fascinating. But could they explain cattle mutilations and the reasons for why cows predominantly are the ones that get mutilated, taken, whatever you believe happens, why is it cows? Mm, it does. It, those it, those three words sense. had me. Fetal bovine serum. So it's baby cow serum or I said fetal. So that's before the, the cattle were born, isn't it? So they were there in the, the womb of the cow, I'm assuming. That could explain why genitals getting moved. Yes. One of the parts that gets removed a lot is the Why genitals. is there no blood? Why is there nothing left of these? I mean, we. this is a whole other <laughs> subject. But weirdly, as soon as I read that, that was the first thing I thought of. And I couldn't get past those three words. I've I copied and pasted a lot of the Reddit onto my notes on, on the Mac. And you can go through and highlight bits and... And I highlighted and put in italics and all sorts, fetal bovine serum. And that was the three words that I've really hooked me. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, it's a very important point. Um, again, like I said, when you first try and explain it, it's like, what the hell is all these words? Yeah. Um, but like I say, bring it down like that. Yeah, it take, makes total sense. And you think about other mutilations, I mean, there's been like horse mutilations, yeah. even a human. Goats, all sorts. Yeah, so yep. maybe it's like maybe one of these creatures. This is just me complete conjecture now. But yeah. maybe he needs some of this bovine serum, but he can't find the cow. There's a horse. It might have might have helped him a little bit just to give him a bit more energy or whatever he needs to live to get to find yeah. what he needs, or humans or goats, like you say. Just a bit, not what he needs totally like. Like, say you're going to die, but our plane crash, I won't. Not good for me, but I'll eat one of the other passengers. Yeah. Like, just to survive. Happens. Just to, Happens. Just to last until I can get the substance that I actually need. Uh, so that could be why. Mostly cattle, but yeah. other animals and human yeah. sometimes as well. Yeah. So that that was weird that I read that in there, and it's just like, shit. And again, that kind of, it kind of legitimizes for me what this person's saying. It's kind of like that's another box ticked, not a box that I would expect. Like it was, um, I saw this UFO in the sky. It was like a disc shape, um, the the classic flying saucer. It wasn't like that, but this one, it he ticks a lot of things, and the, the detail he gives, the janitor mm. thing, the. This excretion of ammonia and waste, which then leads off to Virginia and ticks that box off. Mm. Go, oh yeah, that's that's the definite one. You've got this bovine serum. Oh, that ticks off. That it could explain cattle mutilations. I know we're hypothesizing quite a lot, but it 
it's those kind of things that you get to a point where you've ticked off so many things that seem to make sense of what is a crazy topic crazy topic there's no doubt about it but if you can tick off a load of those that kind of going yeah you're at you're at 10 percent. you're at 20 percent. you're at 30 percent accurate like of the truth and I don't know what what's your overall thought. I mean, we've only scratched the surface on this story. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, I mean obviously I want to believe it. Yeah. Um out of everything we probably heard this year, the past eighteen months, it's probably my favourite kind of story that's come out. Yeah. Um yeah, and we go on to like we'll talk shortly about some of the sort of the skeptical. Obviously, we can't not talk about mm-hmm. um, the kind of what makes it not true as well. Yeah, um, but for me overall, oh, I don't think we're going to see anything more on it. No, I think um, this is a one first, and done type thing. Yeah, yeah. this person's not going to battle. This probably got maybe maybe one of them Reddit threads that goes down in history. They'd be like, oh, yep. two years ago on this date is when this story came out and. There's been nothing since this person never came back or like never reappeared anywhere. Um, so I think it could, probably is going to be that kind of story. Um, but it's like I say, the it's beyond sort of any other kind of anonymous source leak we've had. Yeah, it's yeah. far far beyond beyond that. And for those of you that listen to the podcast, which obviously you are now, hopefully, well, if you are, then you are obviously, but um. Ash is the the cynical one of us two and doesn't get that upbeat about stuff, which you quite rightly do. But I received a message from Ash today <laughs> that just had um, the link to the Reddit story. And I was like, I'll have a read. And you put, this is absolutely insane. So I'm put, oh, and you're like, something we could do an episode on. So this is something that you've, you've, you've sort of like directly come to me and said, yeah, this is, this is mad. Let's do it. Which people that know you, you're, you're normally the one that, that's kind of doesn't get excited about stuff. So a bit more that skeptical. was just like, I need to check this out. If Ash is going, we need, you need to read this, <laughs> then. Yeah, I thought it deserved like a full sort of breakdown into it as well, rather than like maybe 20 minutes on the round table. Yeah. Deserved a lot, because there's that much to go into. But we, I mean, we've not even finished what we're talking about. Some of the stuff we need to go into. Yeah, when he's just like say, only just scratched the surface of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about the genetics. <laughs> Yeah, which is just, I skipped over it mostly just because it's genetics, it's DNA, no one knows what the hell it all means. That's it, unless you're yeah. in it, you don't know <laughs> yeah. what it is, it's, but, it's true. Yeah, but the, the main point that comes off it is that if they're coming from a different biosphere, a different planet, or whatever, and even said that they can't survive here without some sort of support, you'd expect the DNA to be different different genes hmm. but what he basically says is that they're very similar and that both the biospheres both it's just, if we, let's say planets so earth yeah. and this other planet yeah 
where they share a common ancestor. Yeah. There's cells that have the genetic material that was part of the same biosphere. And then at some point in history, it split. And then one became Earth and one became this other place. And that's similar that you can actually combine them. You can take a human gene and insert it into an EBO cell and it'll turn it into protein. Put an EBO cell into a human gene and it'll turn it into protein. They do go together, which is, again... Mind-blowing. Yeah. And does that tick off the hybrid? It does. Stuff it does a little bit. About. And the fact that why, why are they abducting us? And having some kind of breeding program with us, because obviously we, which again, it makes sense now why they would do that, because we're not too dissimilar. And the fact that they can have the bovine blood and serum, again, they wouldn't be able to do it unless there was some kind of common Mm. compatibility. Yeah, with cows. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, that's just one. I mean, like I say, if you read it, it's like power gas and power gas and power gas, but that's kind of a little bit lame in terms of this is what he's saying. Yeah. Um, so at the back of the post, obviously, lots of people commented. Like I say, lots of people in the field were asking questions. He was answering questions to the point where he's answering fast, he's answering them. Precise is answering them with a lot of knowledge. But these people that have worked in genetics, work, worked in biology, are basically saying, this guy's legit. I'm satisfied from the answers he's been given to my questions that this guy works in this field. And that, I, that lends credibility to the whole thing because it, yeah. we're not able to kind of question him. On, yeah. like, the, part, the part of the story where we can question him we, we, we can't, like, it is past the test, basically, that is not lying on this part of it. So it's more likely to not be lying on this, obviously, more outlandish uh, side of it. So just a couple of, couple of questions. A lot of the questions were very, very, even more technical than the original posts. It's just, like, obviously, two biomedical genetic scientists having a conversation with each other, which is just not anyone outside is just like, no, I don't even know what these words are. Uh, but a couple more interesting questions that I picked out. Uh, someone asked, as he shared it with the Senate Select Commission on Intelligence or with Arrow or any other groups, and do you have the evidence to back it up? And he said, no, he hasn't and he won't. Uh, I will not place my life in the hands of politicians. I have no proof other than this message. I know it's not much, but it's what I'm prepared to offer. That's surely, a good... He surely has good, some proof, though. If yeah. he wants to go to Congress or whatever, like you, you must know names and names of projects. And I mean, maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe everyone works on the false names and all this stuff. But he says he had no proof, but there must be something. Worked there for but years. Could, could he go to the Senate Committee in Arrow if he was a contractor? And he might not even know who's funding them. So mm-hmm. like these whistleblowers, you've got people like David Grush who worked for the military. 
all of these people is for <coughs> people within the military government to come forward. I don't know how contractors are. Mm, yeah, no, good point. It's just just a just a thought that I don't know if he would. I I haven't checked out the whistleblower wording precisely to see how subcontractors are dealt with. And you don't know what he was told at this NDA signing. He might have been told, if this comes out, you're fucked, basically. Mm. But then on the other side of it, you got the other legislation across the trio side of it where the contractors have to give the information they've got about cross retrievals to him. Yeah. So maybe there is something that covers yeah. this type of subcontracting as well, uh, as well as cross retrievals, whether with this class as a cross retrieval, if these bodies well, that, came from a crash, would that this be a cross retrieval situation? And interestingly, he mentions right at the start that these bodies are not all intact. Hmm. And he seemed to think that if somebody had had a motorbike accident... That's the kind of injuries that these beings had had, which I thought was quite interesting. So it would suggest crash retrieval to me at that point. Mm-hmm. But I d- we don't know how long those bodies have been there. They were stored at min- minus eighty degrees in a hu- um, in a, a like an arid environment, so it kept the humidity right down but in a horizontal morgue, basically, at mm. minus 80. So, um, And we can't ignore the fact that it's pretty much the anniversary of Roswell yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, he picked it because of that. This is like, say, we've been working on it for months, thinking about posting it. Did he think that this is a good time to do it mm. on the anniversary of Roswell? Crest, retrieval bodies, allegedly. Is it the Roswell bodies that it's been working on? Yeah. Yeah. And is that why somebody thought it was a good idea to to put a story out like this? Because we have to look at it from that pinch of salt bit. Yeah. So. One of the other questions, which I thought was really interesting, only a short one, but he says, so the question is basically, so they are bioengineered worker bees? And he says, yes. Knowing that they're disposable, unable to live independently without technical support, and they're ephemer- ephemeral? I'm not sure what that means. Ephemeral. The only suitable hypothesis is that they are alive only to accomplish their task. Cool. Very so like workers, and that's it. Mm. Um, and going back to we spoke near the start about basically reports that he'd seen that included them talking about their religion their culture and stuff yeah. uh, so someone asked basically can you expand on the documents that talk about the religion you think how how even if you have got a body how are you going to know about their body's uh, culture and he says that these creatures believe that the soul is not an extension of the individual, but rather a fundamental characteristic of nature that expresses itself as a field. With time, with the right conditions, life in turn becomes more complex until the appearance of sentient life. After reaching this threshold, 
the field begins to express itself through these sentient beings, forming what we call the soul. Throughout their, their life experiences, sentient beings will in turn influence the field in a sort of a positive feedback loop. This in turn further accelerates the complexity of the field. Eventually, when the field reaches a critical mass, there will be a sort of apothesis. It's not clear what this means in practical terms, but this quest for apotheosis seems to be the EBO's main motivation for them. This soul field is not a belief, but an obvious truth. He also argues that the soul loses its individuality after death, but that memory and experience persist as part of this field. This fact would influence the philosophy and culture of the EBOs, resulting in a society that doesn't fear death, but which places no importance or reverence on individuality. Again, kind of, everyone likes loads of worker bees. This belief compels them to seed life, shape it, nurture it, monitor it, and influence it for the ultimate purpose of creating this apothesis. Paradoxically, they have little or no respect for an individual's well-being. It sounds like, I mean, it's very similar to some religions with, like, sort of you're aiming to this great, maybe heaven. Yeah. This is what you're aiming for. This is the whole purpose. Yeah. It's to get to heaven after you've been alive, and that's basically that's all you're on there for. Yeah. And the information, again, this gets a bit interesting, comes from a document who the author was directly interacting with an EBO. Well, doesn't go into more detail, but talking to it, getting answers from it. He must have been alive at some point. You have to get any answers about how they sort of see life and well, afterlife in effect. Because there is, there is video on the internet of like a grey being interviewed i think isn't they call it bob or something like that mm. don't they yeah which obviously is what it is but that's the kind of impression that i get that they've they've had conversations with with this creature the ebo and that must be quite an extended conversation because you can't learn some of the nuances of their how they see life just on one. That will be the first question you ask, is it? No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not like a late what night conversation. Those eyes. It's, not, it's not like a late night conversation you have, like when you yeah. like, when you made like, a drink and you just all chilled and talk about random things that go to the full meaning of life. And yeah, but interestingly, when they say about the um, when you mentioned about the fact that they uh, like their emotions towards people. Uh, they haven't got that. Do, that is that how you, you said it? That the, yeah, they um, have like no little, little or no respect yep. for an individual's well-being. And that's that's kind of what you get. That these greys, for want of a better phrase, these greys are literally seen as aggressors, devoid of any kind of emotion. There's no empathy. Mm. Um, and that kind of ticks that box as well. Mm, they're just doing the job. Yeah, they're doing the job. There's no emotion. It's... We're just doing their job. And like people like psychopaths and serial killers, they are devoid of that kind of empathy. They don't see their victims. Mm. I'm not saying the greys see us as a victim, but they have little, yeah, no empathy on 
I need this. I'm going to get that person. I'm going to do what I need to do to him, but then put them back. That's it. I don't care about what happens to them. Yeah. I need to get blood or whatever from this creature. I'll just do it. And that that probably, you get desensitized to that over time anyway. And if, if that's in your breeding, and that's just generationally how you you are, then it's just natural that you just don't have emotion towards other living creatures. Mm. But they clearly have some kind of emotion towards their civilization to it. To mean that they will do this for the greater good of the. I just had that phrase in my head, and I was going to reference because we've already talked about Paul. And I was going to say another Simon Pegg film, Nick Frost. <laughs> Hot Fuzz, the greater good. Don't yeah. care that they're killing people or whatever. It's just making the village better, making their yeah. world better yeah. for yeah. the sake of everyone, rather than individual people. Don't matter. It's the village that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mad, mad. How it all links up to Paul? Maybe, maybe Nick knows. Maybe Nick and Simon know. Maybe Paul was a documentary and it wasn't <laughs> yeah, a comedy. <laughs> Thoughts on that, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I guess let's look at the skeptical side of it. Yeah. Look at some of the rebuttals of it because obviously there's going to be a lot. There's got to be a lot. You can't just believe that this is true. So one of the first things that I saw people questioning or saying was that the post was made by AI. Someone's gone into chat GPT or whatever and said, write me a post about all this and write it from the point of view of a genetics scientist. And that's how it's got all this terminology and knowledge, which is fair. Yep. Um, obviously, we know chat GPT can make a lot of stuff up without prompts. can just completely <laughs> yeah, can. pull stuff from nowhere. <laughs> It can lie. It can That's lie. What I'm it can lie through its teeth, that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but then where that's sort of been debunked, the debunk has been debunked, is in the answers to the questions. The guy has come back quickly answering these questions in detail, lots yeah. of information. Yeah, they could have been feeding the questions into ChatGPT and putting the answers up. But like from the, I would say the, the replies that they got, these people asking the questions were satisfied that this was a real person that knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did, just on the, the back of the, the bullshit thing, because a lot of people are saying it's bullshit, hmm. I was on one, just doing a Google search, and we got summary of this particular post. It says, if this guy is a bullshitter, he is the goat of all-time bullshitters. Mm. Very interesting and fun read. The scary thing is it all sounds very genuine. And that was a theme that I did see coming up when I was looking around, not on Reddit, but off Reddit. The people going, that's an insane story. It almost smells like bullshit, but it sounds completely genuine. Mm. And people talk about LARPing. Um, which I had to Google LARP. I'd heard the term. I've heard it. Kind of I, it a negative, I thought it was kind of a negative. It's like a trolling con- thing. Connotations with it. No. So what a LARP, <laughs> according to the Oxford Dictionary. Wow. Uh, LARP basically stands for live action role-playing game. Oh. So like Civil War reenactments, 
cosplay. Cosplaying. Yeah. I think that's that's basically LARPing. You are it's live action playing a game. But what when they say in this context is in this context it's it's a negative thing. It's basically saying that this yeah. guy is living out a game. This is like he's this is his character in a game. This is his story in the game, basically. He's LARPing. But similar to what you just said then, if this guy's a lot of the comments, if this guy's LARPing, he's the best LARPer that's ever LARPed. <laughs> Because it's that much detail, it's that much stuff. Like and saying, like, like, is he a sci-fi writer? Like, yeah, you couldn't get this sort of detail and stuff in films. This guy should be making, like, being, like, being, being a creative. Uh, if he has made this up, like, just this sheer amount of detail, it's just, it's like, it's too much yeah. to be to not be real with some of the stuff he talks about. But again, it could be, it could be. Easy could be. Yeah, it's like you say, there there's a lot of people in there that are very negative. It's it's almost too amazing to be true. That's a horrible too good to be true. Mm. I'm not seeing McQuest comment yet. Not yet. There's plenty of time for that. I think I've seen him. Unless he's like, digesting like, it. Unless he's a bit like me, like, oh my god, me <laughs> is it real? <laughs> I can't even debunk this yet. Like I think the fact that it's anonymous, again, that's for reasons why they mention it. But it's not as meaty as having David Grush come forward and say, mm. I'm holding my hands up, this is what I did. The fact the account's deleted and that there's all these weird things happening, it, it's playing out like someone's just hoaxing and then just gone like a, a throwaway a throwaway account on Reddit and just gone I'm out and yeah. by the even though they've answered the questions the fact that they've now done one and gone leaves it to people like us having these conversations with no ending to it we're kind of like uh, which is great if you're some kind of hoaxer that you've gone viral. I also read that it might be um, somebody with multiple accounts on Reddit. So they're asking the question and responding quick because he is writing his own question. Yeah. So that was that was something that came up that I saw. Yeah. It possibly. could be some someone like the higher people in Reddit. Jumping on the bandwagon of Roswell, jumping on the bandwagon of UAPs. Let's get this post out that is going to get people talking to drive eyes to Reddit. Because weirdly, what happened today? A new social media platform came out, Threads. True. So you've got that came out. You've got Twitter that's going wild and UFO Twitter and... Twitter and now mm. threads have got this thing <laughs> and their two owners are going to be fighting each other in a cage at some point. <laughs> but all eyes are directed elsewhere at the moment. So A, it's another good place to put stuff if you just want to put bad news out or news out, sweep under the carpet on the back of some all eyes are over there, let's divert other bits but it's also a good way of getting people like us 
to podcast and drive <laughs> content to Reddit. So true, true. that was one comment that the owners or the higher people of Reddit have gone, how can we drive content and eyes to, to Reddit? I know Roswell's coming up. Everybody's talking about UAPs. Everybody's talking about aliens and all that kind of weird shit. Let's go with an almost entirely believable, which it is when you read it content that's going to be difficult to debunk because A, like a lot of this stuff, nobody really knows what goes mm. on behind closed doors. And B, this person's clearly got the intelligence or the background to answer questions about biochemistry and such like so yeah very very interesting and on that note of you don't need to go to reddit you don't need to drive traffic to reddit you can just, you just listen to it all here yeah you're not going to understand it if you read it on reddit <laughs> oh fucking hell it blew my head off so five pages to try and write it into sort of how I could understand it to try and get my head around it I've been reading it all bloody day literally <laughs> about many trial hours on while reading about this stuff at this point um, but yeah no it's been great to sort of dive into it some of the stuff that you mentioned that I had skimmed over yeah because I mean, there's that much there's that much in yeah. there like we could talk for three hours three or four hours about yeah there's, there's a lot of stuff in myths that's probably important and yeah. it's just obviously how we read it, we interpret it. These are the points, basically trying to break it down into this is what we think is important. This is the gist of what he's saying. Yeah. So you can understand it a bit, hopefully. I think we've covered off for the, the, the sort of the lay person who wants the information. It was almost, uh, I nearly sent one back to you saying TLDR. <laughs> for those people that don't know what I mean, it's too long, didn't read. <laughs> Now to put back F R I N T. Fucking read it. I'm not typing <laughs> or something. <laughs> so for the people that think everything is TLDR, listen to the podcast. And we, I think we've covered off the main bits of the the story. We can we can put a link to the Reddit if you want in the show notes. Yeah. Um, if anybody's interested, and it'd be click the link below. Click the link below. We're both pointing down, and it's an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also um, below, there'll be a link to our Patreon. If you yes. like what we've done, we've just launched our Patreon on yes. last weekend. Yeah, uh, Different tiers, just from a pound a month, just to support the podcast. And you get yeah. exclusive access to uh, episodes that are only on Patreon. Yep. Extended versions of episodes on Normal episodes put out extended versions with extra content on. Yep. Uh, early access to episodes before they go live on the main feed. Yeah. Uh, discount on our mid store. Yeah. Shout outs on the show. So yeah, from pound a month, patreon.com slash pursuit the paranormal podcast, I think is the link. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan. I was glad to think that was the link. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the link's below as well. Definitely. Well, mind blown, Ash. Mind blown. I'm shattered after that. Yeah. My head's yeah. going to blow up. So, yeah. 
as as happened with the David Grish stuff, we'll see how it develops over the next few days. All the usual suspects will come out and have their words to say, I'm sure. Um, or they may not. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? If something does uh, more come, we may do a little update. Yeah. little 10-minute yeah, thing, maybe. Talk yeah. about any updates to it. Yeah. If there is any. Definitely. Cool. Nice one. Cheers. Nice Listen, one. we hoped... Uh, we were able to help maybe understand or digest, I guess, the information a little bit easier. Definitely. There's a lot of text to read. <laughs> there is. There is. But a good read is a good, interesting yes, read. Yes, it really is. It's not like, it's not often that stuff like this comes along, although it seems to be at the moment, it seems to be stuff, but to this level of detail, it's, it's quite unusual that we get this kind of technical detail. Cool. Nice one, Ash. Nice one. Cheers, everyone. Speak to you soon. See you later. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.